get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Now it's time for the Danny Mac Report. This is Cards. It's history. As we give you the lowdown on everything cards, brought to you by Goodwill. Donate your car to Goodwill. It is quick, easy, and towing is free. The St. Louis Cardinals, National Central Division Champions. With Danny Mac on 101 ESPN. Former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. But a been a fun show today. Earlier, if you missed it, we had Mark Dijon, who was tremendous at telling all baseball stories. You can check that out on 101ESPN.com, as well as our conversation with John Mosaloc, the president of baseball operations for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now we're going back out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend Danny Mack. He's the host of Scoops with Danny Mack weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Dan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Good afternoon, guys. Good to talk to you again. So let's start with this. Just a little bit ago, Ken Rosenthal put out a piece of what he suggests that Rob Manfred should propose to the players. He says he would propose a 72-game season with the players receiving their full prorated salaries, and he would dare the Players Association to say no to such a deal. He adds that basically they would get a bunch more out of this kind of a deal than they would if they did the unilateral 48-game season including expanded playoffs for each of the next two years. What do you think about that as a potential option and a middle ground between the players and the owners, Dan? Well, I like it. I, I think there's some, some truth to that. I, I like the fact that it'd be more than 48 or 50 games. I think there'd be more of a sense of a season in that regard. Um, it's still going to be a sprint to the finish, and it puts the onus then on the players. And at that point, you know, they can take it. But they would get the full paraded salary. That they are not going to put on that. So there it is. It's in their laps if they want to do it, if that's the, the direction they want to go. Um, but I think we all are in agreement. We just want to see this thing get done, move on, see the players on the field. I was uh, looking at my Twitter game and actually seeing hockey players on the ice, not the Blues, but it was the Penguins. And it just it felt like a sense of normalcy that, you know, things are coming back. And it's unfortunate they are missing the window to be the first sport back but yet you'd have a sport that um while it's a little tumultuous for uh, let's say a four to six week period um it would be in the back of your mind at least until the next labor agreement and you'd be talking about what would the lineup be for mike schilt and what's his rotation who's the bullpen who's the taxi squad it'd be something different which is what i think the average fan wants to hear about 
Hey, Dan, we're going to try to get you on a better line. I'm going to have Alex call you back here in just a second. We're talking with Danny Mack. He's the host of Scoops with Danny Mack weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Just got a little difficult with the connection there for a second. I think Danny Mack might be on his flip phone. I saw him in the office earlier today, and uh, he broke out the old Motorola flip phone. Is that true? Yeah. I was like, is that a prop? He's like, no, this is my phone, man. That's not true. I, you could you could have stuck with it at least for another ten seconds. It looks like we've got Danny Mac back on the phone here in just a moment. Oh, he's heavy. He's still having trouble. Maybe he's driving through <laughs> an area with no reception. I don't know. One thing's for sure: if we got Danny Mac on the rundown and we have him on the show. Danny Mac, are you back with us, sir? I am back. I'm, I apologize if the line went bad. Sorry about that. No, that's no problem. I was just mentioning to our listeners that um, when we were talking in the office earlier today, I noticed that you still had a Motorola flip phone and. Uh, might be time to uh, get a new one, buddy. Well, maybe that uh, I watched your phone go off uh, during a live broadcast that maybe was the right thing to do since you don't know how to use a modern phone. <laughs> That's a really good point by you, Dan. So, again, we're talking with Dan hey, McLaughlin. Touche, right? I mean, what, what the hell? Touche. Yeah. Talking with Danny McLaughlin here, who's rejoining us and just slicing me into pieces right now. <laughs> Voice of the Cardinals. Scoops with Danny Mack here on 101 ESPN. Danny Mack, I got a question for you. As a passionate baseball fan like you are and being involved in the game as much as you have been, speaking your own opinion, of course, how how pissed are you at the way these negotiations have gone? And I know it's a tough subject, but no, as a baseball no, insider, not. like it's got to be it's got to just rub you the wrong way. Well, as a fan, I, I I love the sport, and I I have been very patient about what is going on, and realizing that in the history of this sport, especially recent history, there's been a ton of back and forth negotiations where it just turns ugly. I do think this one is unique. I do think it's different, and it has rubbed me the wrong way as a fan, just in the fact that um, I want to see the guys back on the field now. I still think, and I'm under the the impression that this is going to be really tough to pull off for all these sports before you even talk about the economics of it. But I'm used to hearing about it. Um, you know, I, I make a livelihood off of this, and so I, re I can remember '94 uh, when I was doing a little bit with some talk radio and things around the team. I remember '02 when I was doing the games, and there was you know a situation where you thought it might turn bad. Um, but this is different uh, because it's a pandemic. There's 40 million people unemployed and there's social unrest and we need baseball. We need sports back. And this isn't like a normal labor agreement. And I think it's more frustrating than ever because we're talking about a, a four month outlier of a season and not a four or five year CBA agreement. Now, when you say that, you have to understand that some of the stuff that they're fighting about now, there's concern that it carries over into the next agreement, and I get that, but this is an outlier. And so to me, it's just like, man, get it done, get on the field, try to make a season happen, and if, if it does, great. If it doesn't, at least you tried. But it's been really, um, I think, a black eye for the sport just because no one wants to hear about the money or the economics. The other sports are coming back, and you have a chance to be back, and you're not, and that's not a good look. Okay, so you talk about the the CBA that and it's coming up. What after next season, I believe, is when it's at. And do you think this is just a precursor to that? Is this the undercard fight for the main event that's about to happen, or do you think 
Major League Baseball and the Players Union can try to get ahead of this game a little bit and kind of resolve some of those disputes right now, or are they just overwhelmed with what's going on currently? I think it's a great question, and I do see a little bit of both. Like, for instance, if you're the Players Association and you're trying to see what kind of books the owners have and they're opening them up a little bit, and if you want to believe them or not, but you're still getting a glimpse into behind the curtain. So I think that's important. Um, I also think that you're seeing that the players are saying, look, we, we don't want to have a salary cap, and we look at this revenue share potentially as a salary cap, so they're not going to give in there. And, yes, I, I do think that it's a precursor to it, and that's why we have the fighting that's going on now as opposed to maybe just people getting together, cooler heads prevail, and saying, look, we're going to make this thing go for four or five months, and it's an outlier, and we're not going to hold this against you going ahead. Uh, going ahead. I, I just think that there's been so much distrust, Jamie, between the two sides that this is a hard negotiation. And because it's very close to the CBA, it's made it even harder. So to your point, there's a lot of truth to that. Cardinals broadcaster Dan McLaughlin joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Dan, you talk to a lot of people both in and around baseball. Is, In your opinion, is there reason for optimism right now that a deal is going to get done soon? Well, I think the reason there's optimism is that there's going to be baseball no matter what. So whether or not they agree to the Ken Rosenthal proposal or your own proposal or the 48 games that is just implemented by the commissioner, there will be baseball this year. And I've been saying that, as you know, BK, from day one when we've been talking about this. So that is one thing that is positive. Where I get concerned is that if it's unilaterally just thrown down the throats of the players, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people. And to Jamie's point, then it carries over to the next CBA. And the distrust and whatnot is there. And it, it lends itself to have a terrible offseason of free agency. And you're going to hear reports of uh, teams saying, we're not going to dip our toe in the free agent water because we don't have income from the last season. We don't have the revenue. Um, all that stuff plays into it. So if you're a fan out there, you're going to see baseball. It's just I, I certainly wonder about the aftermath of, of this year and what's left behind. Final question for you, Dan. We'll get you out of here. We are doing the long gone summer week here on 101 ESPN. And I wanted to ask you about Big Mac's power because we earlier today were talking about this with Mark Dijon. And he said, basically, it's it's the best power I've ever seen firsthand for you, Dan. And you've been doing this for a long time now. Where did Big Mac's power rank compared to the other guys that you've seen? Well, there's only two <clears throat> that really come to mind. And you throw out um, the, the steroids. You just you just look at them as as players, right? Um, and there's two of them. It's it's Big Mac and it's Bonds. I, I saw Bonds hit a ball so hard, and I think it was off of Jeff Supon, and it was at Bush Stadium too. And if you can imagine where Ozzy's home run to hit, kind of off that that concrete there and that facade that's just above the wall. He hit a line drive that got out literally in the blink of an eye, and it hit so hard off that wall it came back to the infield. And I was like, that put a dent in the stadium. It was <laughs> unbelievable how hard he hit that ball. So that was one that comes to mind. So they're the two guys I think about. And then having a chance to watch McGuire, um, the thing that, that was shocking to me was batting practice. Like some of the things that he did in a – in a regular season game were ridiculous. Like, he hit one against the Braves that uh, was in the upper deck at Old Bush Stadium, and it, it was just remarkable. I mean, even in BP of years of going to the ballpark, I had never seen a guy come close to it towards center field. 
He does it in a game. But the things that he was doing, uh, hitting the ball into the upper deck of Old Bush Stadium, too, I, I just had never seen it before and, and will never see it again. Now, it was aided, uh, clearly. I mean, the guy was on steroids, so there's there's going to be bat speed that comes along with it and brute strength, and he had the perfect swing to do it. Same thing with Bonds. It was taking the perfect player and making him even better um, because he was aided. But uh, if you're asking me for just purely power, those were the two guys that come to mind, and it was unbelievable. He's Dan McLaughlin. McLaughlin, you can hear him weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN, the host of Scoops with Danny Mac. Dan, we always appreciate the time, man. We'll talk with you again tomorrow morning. All right, guys. Thanks. Absolutely. That's Dan McLaughlin joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. It's always interesting to me because there are certain players with certain skills that it's almost practice where you see it at its best. For for Dan, he says that with Big Mac, it was the BP where you really saw it at its peak. It was a spectacle. Steph Curry was the same thing with the shooting. You would see it as he's warming up. You would see like whenever the Warriors mania was really at its peak. People would get into the stands like two hours before the games. They changed the protocol for fans being able to come to the stadiums early because everybody wanted to see Steph Curry's warm-up. And so they would allow fans in early to be able to watch Steph Curry as he's warming up. And it was the same thing with McGuire back in 98. You would be as captivated by him in his pregame BP as you would be as to what you were about to see in the actual game itself. It's very rare that that happens, but there's certain guys where you see it with that specific skill set that's able to show itself before the game as much as it is during the game. It's just incredible. It is. You talk about it, you, and you know, I was at an age where I was right in the middle of it. You know, just starting my pro career and watching McGuire just crush baseball after baseball and batting practice was. We dig, we got down there for one, and we're oh, on really? the field with Big Mac as he's doing it, and. It just launched it. Like, the sound it made coming off the bat, like, you literally thought that he was crushing the ball. It was pretty incredible. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. We'll cross things over with the fast lane next.